So now, in our discussion of sensitivity last night, I gave a general introduction in which we saw that uh, the problem was to uh, gain balance and not go to the extreme of either being insensitive or oversensitive in terms of how we pay attention, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, in terms of the effect of our behavior and in terms of situations. And this was referring both to others, the effect of our behavior on others, and on ourselves, the effect yeah. of our behavior on ourselves, or the situation of others, or the situation of ourselves. And uh, the uh, factors which are involved here are how we pay attention and how we respond. And in order to uh, avoid these extremes with both how we pay attention and how we respond, we need to uh, develop as the basis two fundamental states, and these are a quiet mind and a caring heart. So, a quiet mind means a mind which is not simply without verbal thinking. That's only part of it. Right? That's a big part of it. Right? We need to stop uh, talking in our heads about something irrelevant to the situation or repeating stories and making comments about uh, the other person or ourselves, right? and verbal worrying and all of these sort of things, complaining. But uh, likewise, we have to quiet the mind of nonverbal irrelevancies as well, yeah. nonverbal irrelevant factors as well. And so we have to stop running mental movies in our head, you know, imagining... Uh, all sorts of things that we would like to do with the other person, or, or so on. That also needs to be quieted down. Right? Or the mental movies about our previous interactions with this person. And uh, also, we need to uh, quiet our minds of disturbing emotions that may come up. And uh, here, we're talking uh, specifically about things like uh, nervousness, anxiety, fear, insecurity, and so on, that often is going to interfere in how we pay attention to somebody and how we respond. Right? Which uh, all of these we experience in the form of uh, a nervousness inside. Double need to try to quiet that. Now, of course, to quiet those is very difficult and requires quite, you know, to do it on a the most effective level requires very uh, sophisticated methods here in the very beginning we're just going to use uh, some very gentle methods and the more sophisticated methods come later in the training here we just want to be able to get started and also we need to quiet the mind of uh, things like sleepiness and dullness you know being bored uh, with, uh, with uh, who you're with, you know, not feeling like being there, and uh, so on. We need to try to let go of that. Okay. Although the caring heart will uh, deal with that more specifically. Now, this quiet mind is just one side of what we need, and it's very important, uh, particularly uh, this weekend when we're learning this uh, one side first, to realize that it's only half. We are not in any way whatsoever suggesting that only a quiet mind is sufficient for developing sensitivity. It's not. 
Because if we only have the quiet mind, we tend to be quite removed. We aren't involved. And that's uh, not at all a uh, sensitive response. So, the second half of what we need is this caring heart. Now, in many languages, such as Spanish, we don't have an exact equivalent of the word caring in English. So this becomes a bit, requires a bit of explanation. Right? So we're not just talking about, as in Spanish, you're using the word a warm heart. That's something else. Right? It's something else. We're not just talking not about an open heart. And we're not talking about being worried about somebody else, like this word preoccupado. And we're not talking about, you know, taking care of somebody, like a nurse taking care of somebody or a mother taking care of a child. But uh, rather we're talking about taking others and ourselves and the effect of our actions on others and on ourselves seriously. We take it seriously. We are interested, not just, you know, like a scientist interested in a bug underneath the microscope, but uh, we are interested, it's important to us, we take it seriously. So it doesn't necessarily entail... Uh, what should we say, um, a loving feeling there. That's too strong. That's, I mean, we're talking about the basis of it, of uh, love, not love itself. Look, that's it, why the warm heart is not appropriate here. Yeah, it's the basis of that. It's not the, the warm heart itself. Let me give an example that I think will make it clear. I hope it will make it clear. Right? Someone comes up to us in the street and asks for directions. If we have this caring heart, we take them seriously and we'll answer. If uh, we don't have this caring heart, we ignore them. In other words, we take it seriously that this person has feelings just as I do. person is lost. And because that we take it seriously, we respond. Yeah, because we have respect for the, the person. This is a human being. This is, this, is, this is someone with feelings, and they're lost. They need directions. You follow? I mean, it's not even that we consider the person important or that we love the person or that we're worried about the person. Hmm. So, again, I'm not quite sure of the connotation of the Spanish word because to take someone seriously... In German, if you say that, then, you know, that's a very heavy statement. You know, there, there means there's no humor there. There's, uh, you know, very serious. So, again, I'm not quite sure about the Spanish connotation. So even if there is no uh, precise Spanish word, that doesn't matter. The important thing is to understand what we're talking about and then use whatever word comes closest. Because we have this caring heart, then we don't just, you know, the quiet mind observe what's going on. We actually act, even if that action would be to let the other leave the other person alone, which may be appropriate in some situations. You know, the, this caring heart overcomes the, the fault of just looking at everybody around us like a movie that's going on, and that it's not real. These aren't real people with real feelings. Let me think about that for a moment. 
because we might not be so gross as to consciously uh, think that every, you know, everything around me is a movie. But unconsciously, how do we actually regard others? Or regard them as real in terms of having feelings just as I do, or not? Uh, it's just sort of like moving furniture around in the around us. Because actually, although we're not doing the first exercise in the training, that first exercise is to try to identify in ourselves the imbalances that we have. So this is just sort of a, a little bit of a taste of that. And the point is not uh, to uh, feel guilty about any of these imbalances, but just uh, if we recognize that we have it, then we will regard the training as relevant to ourselves and not just something which is, you know, just a little something that we can learn because it's nice and it's pleasant. Are you going to learn how to weave baskets or something?
Okay. So, for most of us, it's quite obvious that we don't have a quiet mind. But uh, the fact that uh, we don't really have a caring heart or there's some imbalance there is not so obvious. And uh, for this, although uh, Buddhism teaches many, many methods for quieting the mind as part of concentration teachings, I, here we will use in this training three of them. So we're not just using simply self-control, which is, you know, you notice that your mind is wandering, you just bring it back. That is a... That requires quite a lot of background and maturity to be able to do that. But we're going to use three methods. They are uh, suggested by... first one is suggested by the Galukagyu tradition of Mahamudra. second one is suggested by the Dzogchen method. And the third one is suggested by the Kanakagyu method of Mahamudra. So, if those names don't mean anything to you, fine. If they do mean something to you, then you have some idea of where this is coming from. So, first one is the Yilukagyu tradition of Mahamudra describes the uh, mind to be like the sky or space and the various thoughts that we have uh, verbal thoughts and images and uh, so on to be like passing clouds in the sky. And so a uh, cloud is not a fixed permanent feature of the mind. You know, all clouds pass. And so rather than trying to hold on to the cloud, we need to let it go and let it pass. And so this is done Usually, in, uh, I mean, it can be done in many ways, but one way of doing it is to do this in conjunction with the breathing. And so uh, we would breathe, well, let me say it another way. In other words, when we exhale, we imagine that the various thoughts and so on leave us with our exhalation. But we're breathing normally. It's not that there's a gale force, a hurricane wind forcefully, you know, throwing the thought out as if a little bug had flown up our nose and we want to get rid of it. Let me say it. But rather, it just leaves us very gently like a gentle breeze. And the uh, breathing method that we use here is similar to uh, what we used in the... Uh, preliminary exercises. And specifically what is more appropriate is the of the methods that we mentioned, the second method, which is the traditional order, which is that you breathe out. You notice that uh, you know there's some distraction and you breathe out and then there's a slight pause and breathe back in. And if there are no distractions, no verbal thoughts and so on going on in our minds, then we just focus on the breath coming uh, in and out. Actually, let me take that back. I didn't mean to say that, so erase that statement. Uh, we're not focusing on the breath here. We're focusing on another person. But you have to do that with a quiet mind. So you don't focus on the breath. If you, know, you just breathe through this normal cycle of out, pause, and in, while focusing on somebody, and if we notice distraction, then we breathe it out with this cycle. 
Okay? So, first we will practice this with uh, focusing on somebody else, and then we'll practice focusing on ourselves. God with a quiet mind. And uh, in terms of focusing on other people, first we'll focus on just uh, pictures or thoughts of somebody, and then we'll focus on a, a live person. Now, please bear in mind before we do this that quieting the mind is not an easy task. And uh, it requires a tremendous amount of training. And uh, what we are using here with the first method is the most gentle method. It may not be effective in uh, certain situations. Right? And uh, if it's not effective, then we go to a stronger method, which would be the second method. But in any situation, we always try the most gentle method first. Pero en cualquier you don't take an uh, antibiotic for a headache. Okay? So, if you would pass out the uh, photocopied, yes. And what I would suggest is while this is happening, why don't you stand up and stretch? Okay, so let us begin with the woman. So, what uh, we're going to do with uh, all our exercises is do it in steps. Like uh, using the computer, we have to uh, follow a certain procedure to get into the program and a certain procedure to exit. So, it's the same thing. And uh, so, uh, here, our entry and exit procedure is just focusing on the breath while either looking down at the floor or our eyes closed. Okay, so we start by, uh, as I say, focusing on the breath here. We can just focus on the breath coming in and out the nose, breathing normally. Right, without holding the breath uh, and the in-breath, but following the method that's suggesting in, um, actually suggested in Western uh, breathing therapy, which is to make the pause on the out-breath so that you naturally breathe in more deeply without it being forced. So that you naturally breathe in more strongly and don't do it in a forced way. More deeply. Okay, so uh, let's do that without looking at the picture yet. Then uh, we look at the picture uh, of the woman. Hold it up. Don't have it on the floor because then your head is looking down and you get a little bit dizzy. But hold it up. And any type of verbal thoughts or mental pictures that we might have, such as 
imagining a whole scene of meeting this woman on the street and so on. Just let it go, breathe it out. And oh. any type of verbal thoughts that we might have, such as, oh, you know, I wonder what kind of family she has, blah, 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 all that sort of thing. Also, let it go. And likewise, any thoughts that we might have about something totally unrelated to this woman, like, uh, I'm hungry or whatever, let it go. Okay, just look at the woman with a quiet, open mind. And uh, to help us with this, because we need to remind ourselves, we can use the word, let go. Don't repeat it like a mantra. But just occasionally, I will say that, or you can say that to yourself, to remind yourself to let go. So, let's try this. Soltar. Soltar.
Sotar. Okay, then we put the picture then we put the picture down and just focus on the breath. Let the experience settle. First we just let this experience settle, then after a few minutes we focus on the breath. Okay, so do you have any comments or questions? Often what happens the first time that uh, we try an exercise like this is that we get a little bit of shock. That, uh, you know, we have so much mental chattering and noise going on in our heads. This is uh, not unusual. It's just we never noticed it or paid much attention to it before. Right? It's like if we live on a busy street, if uh, we never really paid attention to uh, the number of cars that went by, but one day we actually sat there and counted, then we might think that there were more than usual, but it's not that there are more. It's just that we never uh, looked at it before. So, questions or comments? It seems uh, for a moment uh, when you're trying to breathe out, it's uh, like you're, I'm very like uh, watching my mind, but suddenly you realize you have to watch the picture. But for a moment it's just like sharper everything and then it, it vanishes away like First, it's very confusing, like a lot of thoughts in your mind, and I'm very worried about breathing out, not just to, like a breeze, just try to, then you you focus on your mind, and then suddenly you look at the picture, and it's just sharper, it doesn't, well, it's my experience. Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, that's natural. If uh, we're thinking about something, then uh, our attention isn't fully on the on the person, and so uh, once we let go of that thought, 
Now, naturally, we're paying more attention, so it's more brilliant, more clear. Now, of course, while we're working on this, you know, as we get further and further into this uh, exercise, what we also have to uh, let go of is paranoia, which is, you know, the paranoid feeling of, i got to watch out for any extraneous thoughts to come up. That uh, also has to be, one needs to let go of that as well, because uh, if we have that paranoia, we're not paying attention to the other person. But it's very delicate how to pay attention to what's going on inside, how to be introspective without being paranoid. The main point is to focus on the other person. The main point is to focus on the other person. We're talking about when you're with somebody and when they're talking to you. Focus on what they're saying without having your mind thinking about something else or without just spacing out. So the main focus is holding on to what you're hearing or what you're seeing. And then, of course, if uh, something else comes up, another thought, you pay more attention again to that holding on. I mean, you let go and hold on. Hmm. There was a question back there. I saw she wa just wants to make a comment of what happened to her. Uh, she found that it's very, very difficult not to judge any situation. So the moment I see the, this woman, uh, she could be my mom. Where, where did she hatch her, her hair do? Or uh, where does she live? Or whatever, right? And uh, only, only uh, focus my attention on the, the person itself. It's very, very difficult. So I think if I could uh, just focus on the person without all those, all those thoughts, this is what is meant by this exercise. So I found it very hard. Exactly, exactly. It is very difficult, but what we're practicing here is the easiest situation, which is encountering somebody we don't know. So, uh, and we have this all the time. I mean, here, I don't think people so much ride up to the market, you know, when you're online, you know, waiting to uh, check out, and you're, you're seeing other people. What's going on in your head? Yeah, are we judging them? Are we say, making up all sorts of stories and so on? That uh, is not making us uh, or, or are we complaining? You know, there's so many people here, and you know, I wish I could get my turn first, and uh, so on. Oh, we're not being sensitive to the other people. We're not being open. We need to quiet down. You heard that. Uh, what happened to me is that I was, uh, as I was looking at this woman, suddenly I felt a tenderness uh, mm -hmm. towards her, uh, uh, but I felt it uh, like uh, as I could calm my mind, then naturally this tenderness feeling arose. Mm -hmm. It was, it was uh, not little by little, but it was rather mm -hmm. sudden. It just uh, happened. Hmm. Well, actually, this is something that uh, we work with in uh, later exercises, that as we calm down and quiet down, then the uh, natural talents and qualities of the mind and heart come forth. We access them, and one of them is this warmth, this tenderness. Talk but that comes little. later. This is just the basis of just first quieting down. I mean, this is the basis for, for this type of 
accessing, which is just quiet down, letting go. So what was very uh, interesting for me is uh, realizing during this exercise how my mind always finds the way to, of doing what she wants. Meaning that, that uh, for example, uh, no matter what, what's going on, it always finds the way to, to take me to where my mind wants. For example, this time I, I was watching that this woman's face and then uh, some thought at this present moment in my life I have a special preoccupation with uh, somebody, right? So I was looking at this woman and just through different channels which I could not uh, very easily follow, but uh, after several moments I was already in the main preoccupation that is uh, occupying my mind these last days. So it was very interesting for me to discover that. Well, this is uh, something which is a very important thing to try to notice and correct in our interrelations with others how often somebody is going to remind us of somebody else and then a gross aspect would be that we start thinking about the other person but a more subtle one is that we project onto this person somebody else and then we expect that they're going to respond and so on in the way that the other person did you know the other person let me down and disappointed me so this person is going to let me down or betray me and so on i mean it's this is projection that's why we need to in later on exercises deconstruct all of this so the first simplest method is to just let go okay one last question and then we'll have our coffee break what i discovered during the exercises that i soon as i started looking at this woman I immediately started a description of her. I think I said to describe. I immediately started describing her. Uh, what a nice smile, uh, etc. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found it almost impossible not to do that. So I was worried that ha of, of, of I, I was worried of how trying to stop that. And that even took me to the thought that if uh, would get the ability to see somebody and not describing uh, him or her it would be almost like treating him or her like a bunch, like a, not like a human. So how can we come to terms with this of not describing the person? I, I, I even thought uh, of pe uh, thinking of the person just as a mental flux, right? And, uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> the problem here is, uh, what should we say, the confusion of thinking of... A the confusion that to understand something, we have to verbalize it. If I see you, I know that you're a woman. I don't have to say in my head to describe, oh, you're a woman. This is a woman. Okay. You can look at me and know that I'm a man. You don't have to say that in your head to know that, do you? So, I mean, of course, this introduces a very profound, deep philosophical point. It's just touching the surface of this problem, which is to think that if I put it into words, if I verbalize it, it makes it real. That the verbalization itself makes it real. This is, as I say, uh, a, uh, a point that one goes very deeply into in the Buddhist training. Right? And one has to examine, does it really make it real or not? the same issue, you know, if I can see myself in the mirror, it makes me real. Well, does it? 
es la misma idea. People who have to constantly look at themselves. Or if I touch you, if I can feel human physical contact, that makes me real. All this is also, I should say, something that one has to investigate. <laughs> But that uh, comes much later in the training. <laughs> so let's have our coffee break and then we'll continue. <laughs>